This is Podflix, episode 154. I'm Willie. And I'm Paul. And we should probably admit this is the second time we're recording episode 154, no? It is the second time, but all new content. Because <laughs> we were, yeah, we were going to do Black Mirror, but we did kind of trash Black Mirror for that entire episode and we realized we're kind of a Debbie Downer of a podcast recently. We have. We have really been Debbie Downers lately. Like we haven't watched... The last thing we watched that we liked was Hamilton, I think. Is that right? I dare say the only thing that we watched that we liked was Hamilton. It's possible. If, you did like Picard. I Well, yeah. Well, now we're really going back in time. That was... Yeah. But it's been a minute. We've kind of picked some sucky things. Good thing was we were going to watch Bill and Dead's this week. I did watch it. And that sucked too. So... There's your um, review of that. <laughs> Paul and I huddled up um, due to some technical snafus. Uh, it turns out that um, the software we use to record the podcast is this tool called Zencaster. And rather than using my nice USB mic, which, <laughs> oh, fingers crossed, it's working right now. Well, if they're listening to this, it's working. <laughs> it was recording the audio off my airpods that i had taken out of my ears and placed across the room and it sounds so bad now here's the thing i don't understand is airpods are supposed to know when they're in your ears and when they're not i have no other hypotheses because it sounds really bad and at least i'm close enough to my to like my laptop where you'd be like oh shit it's the laptop sound mm -hmm. no this yeah. sounds like it's like under a fucking sock and there's like <laughs> a dishwasher running next to it <laughs> Well, so here you go. You get you get take two this time. What are we, what are we doing this time instead of something we're bagging on? Yeah, actually, I can't remember. Did I send it to you guys or did we just spitball this? But I was like, yeah, I'm watching this Ted Lasso show and it's really good. We should review that. And you were like, I was going to do that for Miniflix, right? <laughs> yep, totally. Um, I've also been watching it and um, we decided to review something that we've been enjoying. Spoiler alert, we've been enjoying it. Yeah. So positive, positive reviews. Put your put put your positive uh, ear pods in. <laughs> put your um, happy hat on. That's right. Uh, before we get to that, there's um, something happening in the movie theater industry right now, which is to say nothing is happening in the movie theater yeah. industry right now. Seriously. Um, Tenet released, and it's. Should I say it flopped? It the movie didn't flop, but I mean, I would say <laughs> could we say movie theaters flopped? I I don't know why this movie came out when it did because I, I like I know Christopher Nolan's a big guy who's like movies need to be seen on the big screen with good sound and a lot of stuff. It's fine, that's his prerogative. Um, and this movie had I don't know what four different release dates as they kept moving it around and pushing it mm -hmm. back and pushing it back. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I feel like it's still way too early. Like I, I couldn't imagine going to a movie theater right now. It did 30 million in the U S but reading kind of double clicking down into that 30 million turns out, oh, I said 30 million in North America. Turns out a lot of that was Canada and, or 
they were calling them previews, which I don't know exactly what that means. I believe what that means is the movie will run in select markets before it comes out. So like you could go to like, like it used to be like, you know, they used to do it just like in LA and New York. And like Mm -hmm. the week before you could go to see the movie in LA and New York, it would be like in one theater in each place, like whatever. Uh, I don't know what it means now, but probably something similar, like limited engagements, one night only kind of a thing. Right. You know, stuff like that. So it turns out the opening weekend was like 10 million bucks or something like that. Woof. Not good. Not good. It had me thinking about the mechanics overall of the movie theater industry because it's, I don't know. People enjoy watching movies, but there has to be a way to improve the mechanics of the way that business works. Like, you know, when you think about the mechanics of what the old video store industry was and then Netflix was like, yeah, we realize you like watching movies on VHS or DVDs at your home, but we're going to make it easier so you don't have to deal with all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. There's got to be, I think it's sad for the movie industry, but... I, I I did a little dive into the mechanics of it and you know the perception is like movie theaters make all their money from popcorn which is not unentirely true but the actual truth is about 60% of the revenue goes to the movie studios and 40% goes to the movie to goes to the movie theaters okay I feel like there's just a better way to do this that's all I mean I feel like there is too I feel like that here, here's my take on what I would like to happen, and I don't know if this is what's going to happen, but that movie theaters become more like a boutique high-end experience, like more like Alamo Drafthouse style places open. And if mm-hmm. you want to go to a movie theater, you would go to something like that. And if you don't want to go to a movie theater, things that get released in theaters you know, become available somehow in your home like two or three weeks after its premiere date kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. If that's I, don't know. I mean, actually, going here, to happen, he, but. He, yeah, here was no. I mean, that sounds good in theory as the customer, but he, here's what I was thinking in theory about those mechanics. Is example this movie? They spent two hundred million dollars making this movie. Mm-hmm. They can recoup that by charging a fuck ton for these tickets. I mean, they can, but they can. I, I'm thinking about like what Mulan is doing on Disney plus where it's $30. If you want to watch right. it, like if that's Ten- my point, if Tenet is came there, out is- for $30 and you could watch it at home, like I would probably do that. Uh, I think that's the problem is when they're do- trying to just kind of fit the business model of one business into another existing business model. It's way too fucking expensive. Yeah, it could be. I mean, if, if the side effect is that movies maybe have to get cheaper, um, maybe that's not such a bad thing. I mean, you know, if movies cap out at only a hundred million dollars or whatever, cause that's the most you can ever get back for something. I mean, okay. Um, maybe like, you know, we've really gotten to an age where the movie theater is blockbuster driven. Like those are the movies that everyone makes their money on. Um, and there's just more of them now than there used to be. And if, if this, if the economics of the situation push people back into there's a lot more smaller budget movies that come out um like i don't think i would have a problem with that happening i think that's what's gonna happen period anyways so let me throw another wrinkle at you do you know about the paramount consent decree well sounds naughty but no 
Okay, so this was a rule um, that was created, I don't remember when, but um, 1948. So this was a rule that movie studios were not allowed to own movie theaters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it did hear about this. Right. This is a way to prevent monopolies from just like, well, Paramount owns everything, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And now that decree has been lifted, which means you which means movie studios can own um, their own movie theaters. And thinking about it... This that seems to make sense then, because then if you go to that movie, 100% goes to Paramount, right? Right. You could offer the movie for cheaper, first of all, and or like charge varying prices based on whatever they want for that movie. Right. And I can also imagine... So that that is definitely true, and I think... You know, that's actually not a bad thing. The other thing I think could, that could happen is something like, I feel like, like if the Walt Disney Company made movie theaters, like they would, they like they would have some very nice movie theaters that you could go to. Like imagine going to a movie theater that was basically built to show you Star Wars um, and watching it. Like I can imagine, and like, you know, and they charge a premium for it. And like for big tentpole movies like that, I would probably pay it. Like, Oh, but they could like create like movie experiences, like design the inside of each theater specifically for Star Wars. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and you know, maybe a little more interactive with the movie, you know? Right. And maybe that's like $30 a person to go to, but I bet you they would totally worth it. Yeah. I don't think it would stop people from going to see the movies by raising the price, but adding like more value to it. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think if you put the, you know, the, the pandemic stuff and that consent degree being lifted, I think, I don't know, in two to five years from now, movie, the movie theater business is going to look very different than it does right now. You think the AMC theaters and those types of places are not, might not be around. Um, or they will shut down a lot of the locations or whatever. Yeah. Or they could become like the budget chains of going to movie theaters. Like um, I'm thinking of like, they could, you know, they could be like, Oh, we will give you the cheap. Like they could become like the, 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 the lines that compete on price, right? Like we will give you the cheapest price possible and you get to see it on a big screen that looks okay. And a sound system that's better than the one you have at home, but not great. Um, but you can go to the, like, you know, if you're, if you are 25 high schoolers, you know, with 20 bucks each, like you could all go to the movies one night and do something. And then, uh, and then I could see like, you know, the rise of these nicer movie theaters, like the Disney movie theaters, the Alamo draft house style movie theater where you go and like, maybe they do stuff like, you know, have a nobody under 18 screening for non-rated R movies just because like adults want to go to a movie without a bunch of kids there. Like there's like, and, or like, you know, you want to go to the nice theater and it's expensive and like, you know, no, no, someone's probably not going to bring their, you know, their seven kids under five to see this movie at $40 a pop or whatever. Like there's different ways they could tailor the experience. And I think right now what we suffer from by and large is movie theaters are mostly meh and there's a couple that are really nice and a couple that are really crappy but even the ones that are really crappy aren't that much cheaper um uh, i mean here here's the bottom line with where we're at right now is um you just probably shouldn't go to the movie theater and it, it seems everybody's gotten that memo right yeah, the word does seem to have mostly gotten out on that, judging by the box office of this movie. So if that's the thing and you are the studio that's dropped 
okay, it's not tenant. That's cats out of the bag there. Yep. You got Wonder Woman 1984. They just already announced they're pushing it to Christmas. You just keep pushing that film in perpetuity until theaters are back where they are. Do you just roll it out in Europe? Do you um, do Europe and hybrid approach? Like, that's, I w- that's that's what everybody's struggling with. Like, what the fuck should we do right now? Because hopeful, there. I think their hope was Tenet would be like, all right, we're back, and yeah. like clearly it it shanked hard right. It didn't help that, that movie's not getting the most amazing reviews in the world. Um, the, the other thing, I, I think, I think we're, I would like to see more experiments um, by movie theaters to try different things. I would like to see. I, I would like to see a big budget movie like a Wonder Woman level movie try this Mulan approach and just say we're going to make it available on streaming, but you got to pay like basically what a your lot. family would pay to go to all go to the theaters and see what happens. Like I, I don't know if that would work, um, but I would like someone to make a serious attempt to find out and see what happens. Um, and I think there's other things that that they could do, like you know maybe Wonder Woman goes out in the theaters. And it's out in the theaters for three weeks and then it comes out, you know, somewhere else. And, you know, then you can buy it on iTunes or whatever. Like there's, there's different things they could try. I hope that studios decide to try them and they're, and I hope they don't get stubborn and just say like, well, we're either going to wait for movies to come back. um, And then like kind of nothing comes out for a while or, or they just say like, you know, we're just going to stick to what we do and we're going to put this out and it'll make $20 million. And then eight weeks later, it'll be available, you know, to rent on iTunes or whatever. Like, I hope they, I hope they take this opportunity to try some new stuff because I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm old and crotchety and I don't really go to movies anyway. So (laughs) I would like to see new ways to watch relatively new stuff. By the way, speaking of new stuff, did you see the preview for uh, second season of Mandalorian? I saw that it was out. I've decided that I am doing what Todd Vaziri calls a full media blackout. He's a he's a animator that works for Lucasfilm. Um, he was very proficient on Twitter, and he has this full media blackout policy for movies that he really likes or things that he really likes. By the way, I didn't watch it either for the same reason. Yeah, so I'm not I'm I'm not going to watch it. Like I already know I'm going to see it. Um, and there's so there's no reason for me to like watch it. Like I don't need to get more hyped for it. I'm just going to start watching it when it, when it shows up. Well, we can actually dovetail one aspect of the Mandalorian. I was not crazy about into this Ted Lasso review, which is, um, I would love to try to predict what the segue is going to be, but I have no fucking idea where you're going with this. Oh, you you don't. Um, okay. One of the things that I, is it about mustaches? I love the Mandalorian and I loved his mustache, but um, I got so used to being able to binge whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I did not like the weekly drip. Ah, yes. So I'm curious if season two, I'm going to assume they're going to do the weekly drip. I always thought the weekly drip for the Mandalorian in the first season was because Disney Plus was so new. And they wanted to get people out of that free trial period of a month or whatever it was. <laughs> Be like, well, you're four episodes in now, sucker. Pay up, you know? I don't know how I feel about it. I have mixed feelings about both styles. The thing I like about the binging is if I love it, I can just blow through it. The thing I don't like about it, though, is 
I feel like sometimes it actually benefits me to watch something and then I have to sit with it for a little bit and think about it. And then I can watch the next part. Oh, your your retention, I actually think, oddly, is a hundred times better if you put time between episodes. Oh, totally. Like if I binge something, I could be like, I I know I really like that, but I can't really remember everything that happened very well. Um, That being said, so what I tend to do, like if I'm watching something that's old um, and is fully available... What I try to do is watch one episode per day. So I'll, uh, I will what, kind of whatever's going on, I'll try not to watch more than one episode in a day. Um, so it's like a mostly binge kind of a thing going on, but I do space it out a little bit and that works really well for me. Um, I don't think they would do that for the Mandalorian. Um, and they're certainly not doing that for Ted Lasso, but. You're far better than me. When it's available, <laughs> I just watch. Especially if I enjoyed it. And I think it's probably because like I'm just dying for content right now, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think we're going to be dying f- for content for a minute in the near future. So much is shut down shooting, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is. There is something nice, though, like for a show that comes out once a week, like, you know, people can talk about the episode and then they can look forward to the next one. And it's and I feel like for for especially for like binging stuff, like when like a new season of Stranger Things drops or whatever, which a show I don't watch, but like it's like you better watch it in that first week because everybody's going to talk about it. And then after that, nobody's going to talk about it because that was totally, uh, totally. So I don't know. I, I, I would be personally, I would, I would like if there was a mix, like if some stuff got dropped all at once and some stuff came out week by week. Um, well, that's what we got, right? That's what we got. And I'm, I'm fine with it personally. So Ted Lasso, I'll ask you how you viewed this, if you did it machete style or if you did it, no, I'm just kidding, but did did you do it week by week or in chunks? But um, maybe you can give, if if you've ever, if you have an Apple TV, you've probably seen the goddamn preview, which summarizes what this is about. But for those of you that don't, maybe, can you give a quick overview of like what the premise of the show is? I can. So I've actually been thinking about what my Nishant style synopsis of this uh, show is going to be. Uh, the show is a uh, a woman gets divorced from her terrible, terrible husband um, who happened to own a football club in Britain and, and left a it. Premier League club, not Premier just some schmucky club, right? right? A Premier League club. And she decides to get back at her no good cheating husband. She's going to tank the club. And the way she's going to tank the club is by hiring an American college football coach Um who doesn't know anything about soccer or football and um, sit back and watch the sparks fly. And the show is effectively about this guy, Ted Lasso coming over and his effect on like the club and everybody around him and kind of everybody in this world. And yeah, that's, that's really what the show is about. And I have to admit, like this is a show that the description of is built for me to hate. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck made you watch this show? Because when you said I watched it, I was a little taken aback because I was like, you don't like feel good movies. What are you doing? I don't. I don't like. I don't like inspirational sports movies. Like I. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like movies where yeah everybody like learns a lesson and everything's great at the end. Sea biscuit hated it. <laughs> I don't remember what I thought of Sea Biscuit. Um, but I just kept hearing about it is the answer. Like I was listening to podcasts, for instance, that had nothing to do with entertainment or television. And they were talking about Ted Lasso. Like, like 
I just kept hearing how good it is and like how much it lives up to the hype. And this is the first thing on Apple TV plus that is legitimately great. Um, and it, I, and everyone kept saying the same thing. Like, I know what it sounds like, but it's great. Um, and, well, and we were looking for something to watch. So I said, it's only 30 minutes. We'll give it a shot. Like if I hate it, well, you know, I can stop watching it, but, but we, put it on and it was a few weeks ago so we put it on and my wife and i watched um the first four episodes all in one night (laughs) we just kept watching them you got into it we did we 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 seriously got into it and especially those like um you can tell me what what how you consumed it in a second but i think especially the first three episodes there is a very steady increase in quality um Mm -hmm. through those through those episodes that's and those first three episodes, in my mind at least, are kind of like a mini arc. They kind of all kind of go together. And it's after those first three episodes that the show really has found its footing. Um, and, you know, the first the first episode was good. And then we watched the second episode. I was like, that was a lot better. And then we watched the third episode. And I think at the end, we were both just like, oh, I see how good this show really is. Like, this show is really good. You know why, Paul? Why? Sports. No, that's not the reason. <laughs> they didn't start actually playing sports games until the third episode. That's by, by the way, that's probably another reason why I like this show. It's it's a lot like um Well, they don't show the games at all. They don't show the games at all, right? It's like it's like the West Wing. Um, you know, they don't show they don't they never show the speech. They don't show the debate. They don't show the thing. They show everything around the thing. Uh-huh. And um this show is the same way. Like they don't show the games. Like it is not like that. It's not like, Oh, this guy's going to make like the, the goal. It's like five seconds left in the half or whatever. Like there's none of that bullshit. It's just like, this is about everything that happens around the game. Yeah. Which helps a lot. Uh, we haven't talked about who's actually in it. I mean, it's Jason Sudeikis and a bunch of Brits I've never heard of. Do you know anybody else? Um, I know the only guy I know I should look <laughs> up his name is the owner's assistant is much, the, the much, the much put upon, the much beat up assistant. Yeah. Um, he's one of the bad guys in the new Mary Poppins movie um, that my daughter oh. loves. Okay. Uh, and I see this is where Nish comes really in handy because he'll be like, that's the guy from that thing. And this is the guy from that thing. Yeah. In this case, I don't know though. Like it's true. I, I don't recognize um, anybody else from the show, but that's totally fine because they're all great and awesome. What do you think of Sudeikis? I mean, he's charming in fucking everything, but in particular in this show, what do you think? So I think I think he's amazing. Um, and it took an episode or two, like it took a couple of episodes for me to realize why he's amazing. And the character that he's playing in this show, and, and, I, and, and I really think this is like the thing that makes it so good. The character that he's playing in this show is extremely and like unrelentingly optimistic, but yeah. also... A hundred percent aware, not an idiot, not a moron, totally aware of what he's doing and why. Like this is something he's doing entirely on purpose. Like he is a nice guy. Like it's not like an act, but he knows exactly the effect he's having on people. And he's doing things specifically to have an effect. And I think like I was thinking about it and this what we see a lot in in TV and movies is the overly optimistic moron. Like, and I think like that Dumb and Dumber is the ultimate example of this, right? Someone who's just like completely, completely upbeat, completely happy, like loves everything, um, but just has no clue what's going on. He doesn't understand the effect he has on people. Um, you know, he's just this happy moron who's like flitting through life and things are just kind of working out. 
And Ted Lasso is an incredibly intelligent, optimistic guy. And that simple little twist is, is, is magic. Like, I really think it is. Reminds me a lot of myself. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> no, it really does remind me of myself. It might not remind you of myself. Um, it sounds like the turning point for you was the was the time where that guy Trent Krim basically wrote the article and was like, "I'm going to spell out why you like this show," or you know, he's yes. basically saying why you should like the coach. But he basically that article. He's like, I'm going to spell out for you now why you like this. Yeah, and it, it, you're exactly right because it's like this guy is this guy is in over his head, but god damn it, like you like he, you have to root for him, and you do. Like he wins. The charm of the show is like he you watch him win over everybody around him, and again, like a lot of it's through deliberate action. Like he will plan events for the team, and he will put himself in weird and awkward situations, and he knows he's doing it, and he has a reason. He's doing it because, and sometimes people will call him on it and he'll say like, I'm doing this for this reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's but always right. And he, he's always right. He's always super intelligent. And yeah, it's great. Like I, I you know, I love, I, I love it. I, just, I think it's so good. Um, we're starting to kind of dive in. Oh, we should mention. I do want to mention my favorite character in the show, which is Danny Rojas. Speaking of optimistic, oh, <laughs> see, I was I, I would have thought Coach Beard would be your favorite character, but oh, I do love Coach Beard. Everything he says is hysterical. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a character who is well deployed. Like they understand exactly how much of him to use, yeah. um, and and it works out we, really well. Yeah, we need a funny, yeah, Coach, you know, Coach Beard. Um, somewhere maybe around episode because transparently and as we release this there's only seven episodes out do we know how many is it 10 this season 10 yeah okay so there'll be a couple more to go but somewhere kind of rounding into episode six seven we start diving into like oh yeah he's not just super optimistic and happy because everything's like delightful in his life like there's some real there's some real dark reasons why he moved out to and took this job in the first place right yeah yeah he's uh he he moves out and you find out you find out very relatively quickly that he is estranged from his wife and and doesn't get to see his son very much um and you know decided this was a good way to to put some space between them um which i did you like the way they handled it yes uh i mostly did i would say it's the aspect of the show i kind of liked the least um but i was when it came up I was kind of bracing for like, oh no, like this is when the show is going to get real or whatever. Um, and it didn't really like it, it, they kind of handled it pretty deftly. Um, and you know, they, what I liked about it was in one episode, they effectively, you totally understood their relationship. You totally understood where each character's stood you didn't walk away from it hating either one of them um mm-hmm. they each had you know they each had good reasons for what happened and you know they handle things like completely like adults and um and then and then the, the episode i think the next episode had some repercussions from what from those decisions but they didn't get really heavy with it um it didn't like it it had an effect on Ted well, Ted. I don't know. Fingers crossed, right? The way episode seven ended, you're like, please tell me that there's not like the th- two or three episodes in a row where he's drunk and a jerk. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I have my own theory about what's going to happen moving forward. Um, 
does the show jump the shark for you if he ends up hooking up or marrying the owner? Yes. Um, in okay. fact, when 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 they, there's a there's a bit of a mislead where they kind of make you think that might be happening, and I I once once they revealed that it wasn't her, um, I said to Lynn, I was like. Thank God. Thank I was God. like, this show only works if those two are like the best of friends and nothing else. Like that's right. That's and 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 I think I believe anyway that the show knows that. Um, that that's that's not what this show is. Like they don't have that kind of chemistry. They're not playing it that way, and I hope they never do. I don't know. What do you I, think? I think it's gonna happen. All right, here's my bold prediction that Rebecca hooks up with Coach Beard. Oh, I would love that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I could actually see that happening on this show. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of those moments, right, in every in every arc, right, where everything feels like it's going in the right direction and, like, whatever's going to happen. The team's going to start being successful. Rebecca's going to change her mind and say, fuck this. I want to win despite my husband as opposed to previously tanking it. And then something gets out that it was like, oh, shit, you did all this to try and sabotage me. And then he gets upset at her. And then there's a reconciliation moment later on. Is that basically this, the, this, the, the track here? Um, I, I think so. But I think the twist that we're going to get thrown is that Ted understands exactly why he's there. That he is brought that he was brought in to lose and he doesn't care. Um, and I think it's going to come out. And I think the truth he doesn't care. I mean, he says it very bluntly. I'm not here to win or lose. I'm here to like make people's lives better. Yeah, I think the truth is going to come out, and Ted's going to do like a Ted thing and be like, "Yeah, that's what I knew. I knew that's that's why you did that." And mm-hmm. and and they're going to be like, "But you took the job anyway." And he's going to be like, "Yeah, I did." Because he's going to say something like, "Because I love the coach or whatever." Like, and I think that's going to be the twist they're going to put on it. Um, did you ever have a coach as a kid in any of the sports you played that was just like massively impactful to you um no is the answer i the sports that i played in my life i did not play them at a very competitive level mm-hmm. and um i think as a result you get coaches you know coaches That's, kind of quality yeah. kind of matches the competitive level of where you're at uh, um, Justin Murphy's dad or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, for, yeah, obviously for years it was like a player's dad or whatever, but then even in high school, like, um, again, I didn't play at a very high level. So I was like on the JV team or whatever. And, you know, I, I let's put it this way. I could not tell you the name of any coaches that I've had that were not you know related to one of the players. I had one coach that, um, when I was a freshman, I got to play, um, on the American Legion team and then varsity. And um, this guy took a shot on me. And like our high, our baseball team in high school, kind of before and after this guy was not very good. Same players and we played great. And then he went to High Point and he left our high school. But he went there to be the head football coach. Hmm. And then turned them into a winning uh, football team. And then I think he coached like girls soccer and turned them into a a winning girls soccer team. And like, that's why this show kind of resonates to me because there's definitely X's and O's and strategy stuff that needs to happen. I'm curious how coach Beard learned all about soccer, but you know, that's probably the one, uh, you know, MacGuffin to move the, the, you know, or the, is that what they call it? The thing that you need to move the story forward? Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. I mean, the answer is it doesn't matter. Right. Like that's what he's there for. And like they each kind of had their, like Ted's there to do his thing. 
Coach Beard's there to do his thing. Um, and, you know, Beard probably spent every night learning about soccer, like for the first month he was there. Like, you know, it's probably just yeah. what he did. I, I don't know if that works on the pro level like that, but but I tend to think it might, you know. Um, same thing happened for me in college. I had a baseball coach that, man, this guy turned me from a boy into a man quickly. He was a 74-year-old Marine. Um, I remember showing up the first day of baseball practice. It was like 8 o'clock is practice. And I was on the field at 8 o'clock. 7.55 I was on the field. And I had to run for like five fucking miles. Mm. And I was like, but I was here five minutes early. He's like, five minutes early is 50, 55 minutes late. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, well, you should have said seven if you wanted me here at seven. And he's like, you're now you're going to run. Um, that man broke me. But like, he's the winningest coach in Big East history by a long shot. But I didn't know he's also one of the most winningest football coaches because he coached football for 20 years in Montclair. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- so I think good coach just translates, I think. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I do think that's true. And the, and the other thing to keep in mind for this show is like, they're not they're not a great team. Like they, they win occasionally they're doing, they've, they've been pretty bad in the past and they seem to be doing either on par or slightly better. But the point of it is like, they're doing better than anybody thought they were going to do under this guy. But it's not like he came in and was like magical. Now they're like vying for the championship or anything like that. They're just, they're just not bad. Will you feel like the team jumps a shark if they the show jumps a shark if the team becomes like up for league champion or some shit like that? Um, I think that in order, I think that's going to have to happen at some point. Um, By the way, like I don't know the game of soccer well enough to know. Like in basketball, you can bring in a great coach. I'm sorry, you could have a great coach, but if you have a bunch of like guys, they're not going to be- beat LeBron. Yeah, so like, coaching matters less in basketball, baseball. I'm sorry, but like you're just not going to hit the guy throwing 100 miles an hour. But like well, I don't know, maybe sports like soccer, football, it does seem to matter. Yeah, so so like I would say a a, a sport like baseball or basketball is a lot more star oriented. Like a, a star player makes has a very big impact. Um, this is going to get mad when he hears this. Um, who am I kidding? He's not going to listen. Um, <laughs> but uh, soccer being a sport I do know at least a little bit about is um, the star power is is somewhat less impactful. The, the team cohesion in, in soccer is way more important um, than relatively than, you know, than in a sport like basketball. Um, so if you have it. It's interesting. Team cohesion in college basketball really matters. Hmm. Interesting. I, right? You can you, you can have these like great college basketball coaches that go from team to team to team to team and the team sucks one year and then all of a sudden they're winning everything. Yeah, I wonder if that's because the pool, the talent pool is more diluted because there's so many teams. Um, uh, or maybe they show up and just are like, well, I'm Rick Pitino, so now you should come to Louisville because I'm here. Like it could be that and too. They just like recruit like the best seniors in high school that year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm wildly like out over my skis where I don't, where I shouldn't be talking about any of this stuff. But um, no, I, I I think it's true. And like, and uh, and I think they they go to lengths in the show to say like these aren't all terrible players. Um, it's not like they yeah. have, it's not like they have a team full of losers um, that they're trying to turn into winners. It's just you know they're 
they seem to be the way the show presents them is they seem to be a team that's just fine. Like they're not amazing and they're not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been coached particularly well and, and nobody there really gave a crap before Ted showed up. And the main thing he seems to be doing is making them feel like a team and making them give a crap. Um, and, you know, like I said, he hasn't worked miracles, but you know, they're doing okay. You know, the payoff I'm waiting for, Hmm. I'm waiting for the scene that they win whatever game and he gets to do his little happy dance in the middle of, of all the players again. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know is, do you, do you think that guy who got um, sent to Manchester is coming back? What's his name? Jamie Kent. Is that his name? Jamie. Something short. Yeah, because they were doing the da 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 Jamie da 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 Jamie Tart 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 Yeah. Uh, no. You don't think he's coming back? I think they'll play against him. Ooh, that's gonna be like the season finale or whatever. Yeah, I think they'll play against him and they'll beat him because they're a good team and he's a egomaniac. I was I was sorry to see him go because you could you could really see that Ted was starting to get through to him. Like it wasn't sticking yet, but it was starting to happen. He had. He got pissed because he's like, I finally got through this fucking guy. Yeah. Shipped him off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can we talk about can we talk about Nate the Great a little bit? Oh, sorry. Yes, we will. But um, uh, maybe that's what happens. They go play Manchester in some type of playoff finals, whatever. And then Jamie scores a winning goal against them. And it comes out that she basically did that in spite of him because she wanted to lose. And that's how the season ends. And then we have to figure out what happens next season. Mm. Yeah. I think you're, yeah, I think you're right. Like, because her, the owner, Rebecca, like, I don't know her last name, like her conversion is, is I would say very much in progress. Like she is clearly won over by Ted personally, but is still doing things to try to sabotage the team. And, mm-hmm. and so she's kind of getting one over despite herself. Like she'll get wrapped up into it or whatever. And then like, she'll remember like, Oh yeah. Like fuck my ex-husband. Like, yeah. um, who is, um, Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, by the way, which, um, I think is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I, I think that's the first season arc is like the season will end with her totally won over and saying like, no, I'm not going to try to tank this team to piss off my ex-husband. Like, now I want this team to do well. Like, now I care about this. That's that's how I think the season's going to end. I think all these sports shows, like, the season always ends. The TV show season ends when the sports season ends, right? hmm So it's going to have to follow, like, a win or a loss, right? Yeah, and... I'm, I'm predicting it will be loss and word gets out that she did some shady shit. Probably from whatever her little assistant guy is, he'll like spill the beans by accident. What was the thing that, um, Oh, you know what relegation is? They kept, they kept talking about it in the last episode and they didn't say what it was. Yes. Oh, I thought you would have known this. This is one of the few pro soccer things I do know. I don't. Um, so unlike in professional baseball, you know, there's like the majors and the minor leagues. There is just professional clubs in every city. And then like, if you're the bottom couple teams every year, like the Premier League is that. It is the Premier League. Oh. The bottom couple teams get punted out of the Premier League and have to go play at like, you know, 
Joe's Brewery League. They get booted to the Championship League. Right. They get moved down. Yeah, they get moved down. See, I've never watched Premier League soccer, so... Yeah, so that's like what's at stake is it's not just like we come in last place. It's like you get moved out of your like your 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 um standing as one of the elite soccer teams. You you are relegated down. So maybe that's what happens. Maybe they do get relegated and then um oh yeah, maybe that's what happens. Maybe they do get relegated and Rebecca thinks she got everything she wanted, realized he doesn't like it and is like no, we're going to fight our way back and we're going to become mm-hmm. a Premier League team again possible i don't know i i i i worry a little bit that this about the longevity of a show like this um yeah i don't know how long it can go on for um i'm not sure how long i want it to go on for but for now i'm super pleased that it's here and i'm like i said i'm totally loving it two or three seasons max man right like there's only so much story to tell there yeah i mean it's gonna get it's already picked up for a second season Oh, that's good to know. Um, so we're, we'll definitely get another 10 episodes. Um, but who knows what's going to happen after that. Um, anything else we want to say about this? I, I do love... Um, I'm, I'm so bad with um, people's characters' names, especially on this show. But the the friend, the uh, Jamie's ex-girlfriend um, who stuck... Keely? Her- Keely. Yeah. Uh, I really like her a lot too. She's funny as fuck. She is really funny. Um, yeah. And... and yeah, I mean, there's no there's no miscasting anywhere on the show, I feel like. I feel like they did a really good job casting the show. Hagens, that's the little assistant's name. Oh, yeah. I do like the storyline kind of brewing right now between Roy and Keeley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one, that, that I felt like was the obvious thing you could see coming. That I mean, they, yeah, they telegraphed it from a mile away. Right, she was like, oh, I, I keep, I'm like almost 30 and I keep dating these 23-year-old morons. And it's like, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. And it's like, well. There's a 34-year-old sitting right next to right you. Right there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's good. I But I, that being said, like, I do like it too. Like, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board for all of it. Is it okay to put scores on something that's unfinished? I think so. Okay. What do you what do you rate it? Uh this show for me is I mean God. I, I, I think so far this the first seven episodes anyway, they're like it's this is a five out of five. Wow. Wow. I mean, I look forward to the next episode on Fridays. Like I can't wait for, for new episodes of this to come out. I was really bummed to find out that it came out on Fridays because I watched it all on Sunday. Oh, you had a long time to go before the next one. And I was like, oh, like, I was like, man, why couldn't this one be one of those Sunday release shows? So I have another one to watch tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think, I mean, it's the best new, it's the best new television show I've seen in quite a while. Like, I can't remember something that I've liked. And again, like, talk about a show not built for me. It's a 30 minute you know comedy sports show inspiration feel good thing like this should not be up my alley but um like like all the characters on the show like ted lasso has totally won me over yeah i'm with you uh, five out of five feels like it's a perfect show well here's the thing like i feel well, like it's not perfect it, it, it's pretty damn close for me yeah I, I i try not to think about i feel like in, in the past i've been to um withholding of my ratings like that like yes yeah, like five out of five means something is perfect and it's like mm, no wonder i like i kind of never gave anything five out of five 
Um, And I think the new me thinks a five out of five is just something that like, you definitely should see. Yeah. It's something that I, I really, something that I really like without reservation. And Mm -hmm. like, there's some stuff where you can say like, Oh yeah, you should see this if you're into this, or you can see this, uh, just be aware of this. And Mm -hmm. um, I think the other thing I gave a five to was, was Hamilton. And like for those, for that and for this, like, I would just recommend that everybody see it like without reservation. Like if like, I don't, I don't say like, you know, if you like sports shows, you sh- you'll love it. Uh, like, or if you like whatever, you'll love it. Like, no, everybody should give this show a try and see if they'll love it. I don't know if they will, but like this, this show is pretty great. I think you're going to like it. Strong words. Uh, I have nothing more to add. Five out of five as well. What, um, Dude, I don't think we figured out what we're going to watch for next week, did we? We did. You forgot. Oh, I did. What are, what are we going to watch? Uh, we are going to watch the second Marvel Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Far From Home, um, keeping with our feel-good track. No, this is the, for me anyway, I don't know about for you, but for me, this is the one MCU movie I haven't seen. Uh, I've not seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah, they're mostly overrated, I'll be honest. Um, but so, if, I, yeah, I've seen the rest, but this this one I have not seen, and um, and I want to see it. I, I I haven't seen it because I tend to not love Spider-Man as much as other people do. Um, but I think that, speaking of people that are charming, I think that Tom Holland is super charming. Um, mm-hmm. He's super charming as, as Spider-Man. And, um, and again, another, it's, it, I think... Everybody who was in the first one, I really liked. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll check out the second one. Is there some Robert Downey Jr. in this one? I don't know. I, th- I think there might be some Black Panther in this one. Man, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It would it would be nice if there was a little more Black Panther in the world that I haven't seen yet, so I could see a little bit more of it. Do you like him better than Toby? Not Black Panther. Uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> do you like him better than Toby Maguire? Um, yes, I do. Um, I do because I think that he is one of the things that's definitive about Spider-Man, at least in my mind. And again, I'm I'm no expert on Spider-Man, but I think one of the things that's definitive about him is his attitude, um, and. I think Tobey Maguire didn't never quite, not didn't quite have the same attitude. I, I was, I was going to say he didn't nail it, but he, I don't think he was trying to. I think they were trying to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spider Man is supposed to be like the not the not the movie or whatever, but the the character like Peter Parker. He's supposed to be quippy and light and fun, and he doesn't take anything seriously. And you know him like he's supposed to be shooting off quips and making jokes like while he's fighting bad guys. Like that's kind of the Spider-Man thing, at least in my mind. And I feel like Tobey Maguire never really did that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like he never, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man never felt joyful. Um, Well, there was that second movie where he was the second, the, I liked the first, the first one he was in. The second one, not so much, because he had that like scene, that like hour where he was like shithead Spider-Man. Oh no, that was the third one. Oh, there was three of those fucking movies. Yeah, the second one's actually really good. The second one's the one with Doc Ock, and um, 
And I think that one's the best because it has the the second one's the best because it has the, the least amount of like angst in it. Mm. Like he's not like this like lovesick moron who is all kind of droopy about it and whatnot. Like or like pie eyed and and in love. And like he actually like has a girlfriend and like things are kind of working out for him and and it's more upbeat and again like more what i think of when i think of spider-man so hmm. i think that one's good third one's utter trash that's the third one's the one with um topher grace as oh. as venom yeah yeah do me a f- do me a favor um regardless of outcome of this mcu spider-man that we watch mm-hmm. p- please promise me you'll watch into the spider-verse i i will i i i have it and i haven't I have it in my iTunes library, but I haven't watched it. I, I will watch it. I do want to watch it. I, I, I know a lot of people really like it. I think it was the best movie I saw in theaters last year. Okay, well, that's definitely high praise. So I will, uh, yeah, I will yeah, definitely check it, it out. It's a five out of five for me, by the way. Like it's it's wow. really good. Okay, I'm sorry. I want I want I want to temper it. It was a two out of five. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> No, no. I don't want to set the I don't want to set the bar too high, but but I am talking to New Paul now, right? Yeah, you're talking to Happy Go Lucky. I like everything guy now. I'm into it, man. Let's do it. Let's roll. I'm ready. Paul Lasso. You just need to grow a mustache. I would never do that. <laughs> it worked for him. That would not work for me. It's because you can't. That may also be true. <laughs> but I think we can agree whether I could or can't grow that. That level of bushy mustache. It's for the best. It would it's not work. Best. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, I'm actually looking forward to this review then. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys next time. Oh, wait. Should we go to the mailbag real quick? Is there anything there? Uh, let me check. No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's important to check. Well, as long as you check the bag. <laughs> Again, this this is the new un, unbridled optimistic me. So it's okay. a good try. It was a good try. <laughs> We're Can't out. Can't wait to see you next week. <laughs>